Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Coming to you uh, just a, a beautiful Columbus Day holiday. Cool, beautiful weekend. Coming off of a cool, beautiful weekend and wonderful Columbus Day holiday. So not all the school traffic. It is a, a one-day fall break for the public schools, a two-day fall break for the private schools, and then a uh, week-long fall break if you go to a Memphis school. So a little ease, kind of easing into this week and uh, just starting the morning here with you uh, recording the show. I do not understand fall break, Derek. It makes no sense at all. Uh, the kids get some time at Thanksgiving. Our kids go to, especially college, well, college is actually um, going today. So They are um, going today. Yeah, Ole Miss is going today. But uh, kids go to school less than ever before. It's well, a proven I, fact. Yeah. I mean, It's uh, confusing to me. I don't understand it. And now they have a year-long or year-round classes in Oxford, uh, down in Hattiesburg. Yep. There are some things. So kids get two weeks of fall break. I don't understand it. I don't get it. They do all the different studies and all the stuff, and it always ends up in – Kids going to school less. So, <laughs> very confused on how that works. We complain I'm about I'm just mad that I missed scores. it 30 years ago. I wish, yeah. I wish, I, I, we missed out on it, uh, unfortunately. I, I graduated, no, no lie, I graduated from high school on June the 6th. That was my graduation day. Well, what about all the camps? I mean, our, our kids went to, have gone to summer camps and church camps, and Camp Lake Stevens is big in the Methodist church that we deal with, or that we go to. And so, I mean, that's totally changing, which I understand. Change, it, it is. Yeah. Don't don't let them fool you now. Yeah, they can show you all the different statistics and all the stuff or whatever. But look, kids are going to school less than they've ever gone, and I do not understand it whatsoever. They can work with all the calendars and work with all the stuff, but kids are going to school less than ever ever. And um, we can sit there and complain about math scores and falling behind different countries and so forth. But yet our kids are not face down in a book at a classroom. Period. So. Well, they do get to enjoy this day off, Matt. And, and and another way you can enjoy a day off like today, if you do get a Columbus Day or make a, make a special day for yourself, is to go uh, maybe find a house. Perfect morning on Columbus Day to go and look around, look at houses, and, uh, and maybe scout out your future home in DeSoto County. And if you're planning on doing that or considering that, we want to encourage you to use the best realtors in the Mid-South. I'm speaking, of course, about our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for 13 years Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team, as I mentioned, for over 13 years in DeSoto County. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your zip code. They can tell you about the houses on your street, how long they've stayed on the market, how fast they closed. Brian and Terry and their team possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor in 2022 to help you and your family make the best decision for yourselves. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD. S-O-L-D. As I say each show, you can, you can do a full search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Simply put in your filters. Let the website do all the work to help you find the home of your dreams in DeSoto County or the Mid-South. Again, give them a call, 662-449-1700. Thank you, Team Couch, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Glad to be coming to you from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Fans, uh, we don't get the day off. We're not taking the day off. <laughs> 
We're not taking the day off. Still working so. hard. Still working hard. Many a car to clean, many a van to clean. Got to go to Memphis and retrieve a couple of vans. Uh, we're going to give you something uh, neat here in just one minute. I'm going to tell you something about mobile cars and vans that's uh, pretty neat that a lot of people don't know. So Mobile Cars and Van Rural Studios, located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right here in Hernando. We are open 8 to 4.30 each day of the week, ready to serve you when it comes to insurance claims, when it comes to body shop needs, transmission help, anything like that. If you need a car for a day, a week, or a month, please give us a call. If you're planning Thanksgiving travel, Christmas travel, we booked two uh, Christmas trips last week. When it comes to cruises, a lot of people take cr- uh, cruises out of New Orleans, out of Mobile. They drive the vans down there and leave them in the parking lot during the cruise. We certainly want to uh, help people with that. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. And if you're a loyal listener and maybe you don't rent cars all the time or have a need, if you see someone looking for something on Hernando Happenings or see somebody uh, looking for something when it comes to car rentals, please Please ask them to call Mobile Cars and Vans. Think local, spend local, 662-469-4555. Derek, I mentioned something neat I was going to tell you about. So we're not listed as the official van company for the Lander Center. However, we have been involved for the last several months when it comes to their concerts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we did the John Pardee concert. We did Luke Bryan just the other night. We had a, a cargo van and three vans up there for, for Luke Bryan. I don't ever know if Luke and those guys get in my vans. I don't know that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, don't, I have no idea. But what we do is sometimes we find some pretty neat things in the van. And one of the things I found the other night, a couple things. Um, so this is going to be, for most people that don't know or don't think about it or whatever, these celebrities use – these concerts to restock their buses they use them to restock their bars Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff so i don't know all right so we found a list of of things that the runner was supposed to go buy okay oh oh, what they require right what they require what's on the rider and stuff like that so we thought that was kind of neat i I just i don't think i'm giving anything away or gonna get in any trouble for that but like at the top one of them says copperhead who knows? That could be Luke Bryan. It could be Riley Green. I, I don't know. It's what, like POTUS. It's just a name given. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Copperhead, whoever that was, uh, his <laughs> his bus or his uh, dressing room, uh, let's see, they require for that on the rider, 12-pack of Coke, three Tito's handles, three liters of Tito's. That's one a lot, I, exactly. That's a lot of Tito's. <laughs> a lot of Tito's. One bottle of Natural Bliss vanilla, 10 perfect bars, peanut butter flavored, eight cans of C4 Energy, can be a variety of flavors four cans of c4 energy arctic snow cone flavor okay, okay. or 10 times of kodak muffin in a cup <laughs> so wait, that, that's just wait, for one muffin in a cup I, yeah i guess it Is says that muffin not, in a cup. not just a can of kodak I, I, I don't even know man it says a variety of flavors but that's gonna be that little cup thing probably a little cup full of pouches okay, it says variety okay, of flavors okay. all right so the right. next person the next uh, dressing room or whatever it is that person's listed as spring break so i don't know oh. i don't know who that I don't, I, it could be kenny chesney <laughs> which sounds a little bit more like spring break. he had a little bit less to do there two cases of Lacroix, berry flavored okay 12 pack of sugar-free red bull okay. and then last thing a liter or a 1.75 liter of jameson is going in spring break. Okay, I, I, I yeah. So, so that's going to be that's going to be a lesser. I mean, that's obviously going to be a lesser. So maybe that's going to one of the lesser stars or whatever. But I don't know if Copperhead's Riley Green. I don't know if Copperhead is is Luke Bryan. I don't know. Something else, real quick. Copperhead but, Road's a fantastic song. Great song. I think he actually did that the other night. But yeah. here, here's another thing, real quick. And then we also have the set list. Luke Bryan. Oh, there we uh, go. Luke Bryan's yeah. not the official. The set list, so uh, you know, of everything there, we found that in, in one of the vans. I probably could name ten of those songs that would have been on the set list. Oh, it was phenomenal. Great yeah. concert. Yeah, great Luke concert. did a really good job. All right, last thing though, Luke Bryan after show food. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Luke Bryan after show food. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna tell you where it came from. Came from a burger place in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Instructions pick up at eight forty five on Thursday, October sixth. All right. Little note here. Please package and label each order by the bus number. All burgers are cheesy burgers, plain with cheese unless specified. Okay? You're going to have a side tray of pickles, lettuce, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 whatever. LB1, which obviously Luke Bryan won. That's the bus number I'm one. Say, I'm going to say that's correct. Okay, so LB1, that's his Not bus. Not Copperhead. Six cheesy burgers, three Caesar salads. KP. I can't think of There's nobody on the there's nobody I'm on gonna the I'm going to say thing. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe. Three cheesy burgers, two Caesar salads. Luke Bryan, two, six cheesy burgers, some salads. Luke Bryan, three, ten cheesy burgers, five double bacon burgers. Oh. Luke Bryan, four, 13 cheesy burgers. Luke Bryan, five, 13 cheesy burgers. Luke, those those Luke are the roadies. Six. Those are the roadies. Those are the roadies, yeah. One guy, whoever Frank is, <laughs> he got one impossible burger. And then uh, Luke Bryan, six, 13 cheesy burgers. A guy named Smooch, one impossible burger. Jeff, one cheesy burger. Luke Bryan, seven, 13 cheesy burgers with Bethany, Heidi, and Rocky getting their own special ones. Good job, Bethany. Rig Bus, Heidi. one, 13 cheesy burgers. Rig Rocky. Bus, two, 13 cheesy burgers. Uh, let's see, another bus, 13 wait, wait, cheesy how burgers. How many buses does he have? Uh, Luke Bryan, truck drivers, 15 cheesy. Oh, he had. There were six to eight big rigs and stuff like that for that massive tour the other night. They were playing South Haven uh, first on Thursday, moving on to Bozier City on Friday, okay. or vice versa. No, yeah, Friday. Then they came back and played Little Rock on Saturday. So, I mean, that just shows you the amount of things written in their rider. All of that had to be bought by the Lander Center, by the way. All of those things. And, hey, you want me to come? Yes, you have to pay my money. Yes, you have to pay whatever. But here are all those little small things. Oh, yeah. You and I have been involved a little bit with the crew of Fernando. Some of the bands that we do have riders and have demands that they have to do that are you just look up and you're like, Are you serious right now? <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. If you want me to come, this is what this is how it works. So you never know what we're gonna find in our vans, but we thought that that was pretty cool. Like I said, a set list from uh, the Luke Bryan concert the other night, and sure enough, I was at the show, and that's exactly right, kind of working this way through the uh, set list. So something neat I thought I would just say on the podcast, uh, some of those things, but Never forget, once the stars, the real stars, get rich enough to be able to afford anything they want, that's when people just start giving them stuff. So well, at crazy. what point, at what, what, what do you think is the uh, celebrity break where the Landers Center says, you don't have to buy your food from us? Because everybody else is like, oh, no, 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 you can't bring outside food. Right, sure. You got to use our in house, whatever. At what point is the like, there's okay, no, no, you can get on, go to Olive Branch and get cheesy burgers? There's no, there's no break. There's, there's no break. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if look, Lander Center goes out to pursue people to come to their show. If you're on the phone with that quote unquote celebrities booker, so that it. agent, that's it. That's if it. you're on the phone with them, here's the, the and the bigger stars. And so many times, I mean, like Luke Bryan, I don't know him. I can guarantee you some of his, so much of his stuff is taking care of the people underneath him. You know, that's that's a lot of the, the stuff. Anyway, you never know what you're going to hear on the podcast. Again, mobile cars and vans. Uh, we've been lucky enough to work with the Lander Center for months now and really appreciate their business. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun learning that business and those different things. Hey, and Luke uh, Bryan, who also uh, played on the Hernandez Square, he what, did. like 12 years ago? He was did, it, yes. Was it, was it 12, 2010-ish, 8-ish, 10-ish? Yep, something like that. Where he that. came on the square. Yep. To Luke walk Bryan, around, Eric regular Church. guy, just walking around. Yep. Yeah. Luke Bryan, Eric, Ch- Eric Church, uh, Aaron Tippin. Uh, I'll say this. I know we have a lot of people from the chamber and a lot of things that listen to us. The aldermen listen to the show. We have seven listeners, and that may be the board of aldermen. could be. <laughs> so uh, make money or lose money. Hernando needs to go back to that. 
And Hernando I, needs to have one night a year. We make money, we lose money, or whatever. It was really good for city morale. We need to go back to doing some type of an event like that where we get an up-and-coming act. Maybe they've got one or two or three number ones. They're affordable. Uh, we need to go back to that, closing the square, doing that on the square, make some money, lose some money. It doesn't matter. It was great for city morale. I, I just we need to get back whoever, to that. Whoever booked, because it was, I think, was it back-to-back years? Was it Luke Bryan or Eric Church, then Luke Bryan back-to-back, or maybe there was a year in between with somebody else? But that was well, a, Aaron Tippin. Remember Aaron Tippin? Well, Aaron Tippin, of course, he was that's, he was on the downslide. I mean, right. that was, he was past his right, prime. Sure, but, I mean, he still knew his songs. But, um, you know, whoever made those bookings and said, hey, look, here's a guy, got a couple hits. Yep. Uh, you know, let's let's bring him in here. We can get him for fifteen grand, whatever, whatever where it was at the time, and those were fantastic Absolutely. choices. Like they 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 nailed it. So whoever that person was, or if we're not doing that anymore, yeah, if grab somebody with one or two number ones or one or two number top tens. Just get them in here. Yeah, it it's needs, a great it time in yeah. the fall, just like it was for. It didn't have to be Water Tower. It could just be the concert itself, but just something. It's. Man, I was like, those were good times. Like I said, it was great for city morale. Uh, those what are now massive stars right here on the Hernando Square. So very uh, interesting. So Derek, that was kind of my – I wrote on the board that was a surprise topic we were going to talk about. I thought that was pretty neat, some of the different things that go into um, these star dressing rooms, go into their buses. Uh, like I said, they definitely restock um, those things for their buses and, and the people that work for them, all those different things. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to our words from their weekends, what we do to kick off our Tuesday show. You always go first, and that's going to be no different. Go ahead and give us our words from the weekend. Matt, my word from the weekend is pace. Okay. P-A-C-E. This has to do with about approximately 500 runners Great. that were at the Water Tower 10K ran at their own pace. A little slower, maybe you're like, some people may have gone out of town for the weekend, taken a little mini vacation, that sort of thing. So just kind of a slower pace this weekend, a beautiful weekend, uh, a beautiful fall weekend, and you know, things starting to kind of roll into the holidays where it can be uh, hectic, but not quite there yet. Halloween, maybe thinking about what they're going to do for Halloween, but not quite made the plans. And so uh, my word for the weekend is pace because, Matt, it was an a absolutely gorgeous morning. Uh, just enough coolness during that race to not break a sweat. Uh, you know, obviously a, a wonderful foundation that all of the proceeds went to, the Excel by Five. And runners coming from near and far. There were, you know, runners from Startville. There was runners from Arkansas. There were runners from Nashville uh, that I uh, heard people talking and, and kind of introducing themselves. And so just a, you know, people come from two, three hours away to run the race in, in, in Hernando because they heard about it. They, you know, heard about the after party, uh, all the, the care and the support and all the great prizes that can come out of it. And and it was a really, really tough competition. I mean, there was 500 runners. You know, I, I thought I did pretty well. Uh, it, with my time, I was very happy with my time. It was below what I wanted to do. Still, did not sniff a prize. Well, that's what um, you want. To, here's what I want. Let me beat it. And you did. Yeah, it. I beat great. it. And so I mean, and that's what I'm saying. So set my own pace. Other people did the same thing. But the comp, you know, I, I wasn't even close to get, you know, getting an award in my age group because that's how great, you know, the, the competition in this race. So just an absolutely fantastic. I want to say congratulations to Gia, uh, to the city um, for you know putting this on, for getting this done. And, um, you know, it's for all of the, the policemen, all of the uh, volunteers who came out there blocking off the streets, serving the water, serving the after party. Uh, just a great, great time. So, uh, again, it's just a kind of a slower-paced weekend for myself, uh, slower for, for some of the people too, but also the pace that was set for the race. And just, you know, for, for everybody uh, over the weekend, I just want to say great job and just absolutely enjoyed it. Well, Derek, my pace did not slow down for the weekend. <laughs> it did not, but a uh, good word on your half. Mine is going to be the word driver. We started the show. This opening music was by a band called Panic at the Disco. Uh, some people might know it. Some people might not. But had the 
just awesome opportunity to be the driver for my daughter and a good friend of hers to go see the, their favorite band, Panic at the Disco, in Nashville on Saturday night. Uh, Panic at the Disco is kind of a – a lot of people compare him um, – I say him because it's uh, the main singer is a guy named Brandon Yuri, and it started off as a band years ago and then dwindled to just Brandon and another guy, and now it's really just him. And so he has remained Panic at the Disco, but he is the, the main guy. Um, a lot of people have compared him to a bit of a – like a Freddie Mercury kind of mm-hmm. queen type stuff with his voice. Great range. He can play all the instruments, Derek. I think he recorded the entire album, his last album, all by himself. Drums, bass, lead guitar, wow. harmonies, the whole deal. And he just kind of layered everything. So uh, just an extremely talented guy. Uh, like I said, Panic at the Disco, Driver. I um, I sat in the front seat. I let the girls do what they did in the back. They they did the homework. They um, you know, talked all about. We we you know grabbed the aux cord and listened to some of his music and stuff. Hannah Grace's friend had never been to a concert ever. Uh, my kids have gone to to numerous ones. They've kind of been drugged to different things that I like to do uh, over the last eighteen years or so. But this was her first concert, and I was very honored to be the driver uh, for them on their uh, special trip to Nashville. And and last thing, Derek, before we move on again, my word's going to be driver. So I thoroughly enjoyed that with my daughter, and a special time to be a dad there. Um, speaking of kids, if you are not encouraging your eighteen to twenty five year old young person to consider Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> as their place to go and and spread their wings and their their place to go to start their post college life you're missing it nashville has exploded there is something to do every night of the week there are is amazing music amazing business the amount of stuff that's moving to Nashville is mm-hmm. is crazy. I joked with Hannah Grace. They uh, the new joke now in Nashville is the crane is the official bird of Nashville oh, yeah. because 30 there's 35 cranes at all times working on hotels, museums, apartment buildings. It is absolutely amazing. It, it, if you're not encouraging your kid to at least look at that and say, hey, here's a place that you might could uh, start your 20s. You and your fiance, you and your new wife, you and you and your family. Um, there's going to be uh, massive amounts of jobs and careers and stuff in the Nashville area for the next 30 years. Nashville in the next 25 years will be the capital of the South. Uh, that's that's just what's what's coming. So um, driver is my word. Hannah Grace, you don't listen to the show as much as you should, but I thoroughly enjoyed being a dad this weekend, and I hope you uh, had a great time at the show uh, from the pictures and all the, the – the, they were just giddy, 18-year-old girls just giddy to see their, uh, you know, person that they've listened to for, for a decade. So um, we take it for granted in our 40s, you know, what it felt like to be 18, 19 and going to see somebody you've never seen before, but you've listened to their music for a decade. So um, really enjoyed that. And then also, uh, you know, the, the, the changes. Lived in Nashville for a year. The changes that are happening in Nashville are absolutely tremendous. And speaking of changes, Derek, since our last show, actually right after our last show was dropped, a little bit of news for the city of Hernando, a change. Uh, we don't know this person personally, but we definitely wish him well uh, in his future um, endeavors. But tell us about something big that happened for the city of Hernando or to the city of Hernando since our last show. Yeah, last Thursday, uh, Police Chief Scott Worsham let everyone know of his intention to retire. Now, Worsham has been the chief of police in Hernando for the past seven years, coming to the position from the Horn Lace Police Department before that. Now, he sent a, re- like a retirement letter uh, on Facebook, and so he noted that he has been in public safety for 25 years, but it said that the last years that he has spent in Hernando, those last seven, have been the most rewarding. Worsham went on to say now is the right time for him to step away from public safety. His last day on the job will be November 30th, and his retirement will be effective December 1st. 
He has not stated, uh, you know, kind of what he'll do to be involved in. We have heard that he may possibly already have another job or one lined up, uh, you know, as soon as he's done with his public service. But in the, in the retirement letter that I mentioned, a worship wrote to the Mayor Chip Johnson and to the Board of Aldermen, kind of copied and posted his letter that he also put on his Facebook page. Matt, I think that a lot of people we see this, we know of teachers have done this, administration, once they reach the 25 years and can get full state retirement, I think they get 60% of their ending pay. So whatever the last, you know, last, I think it maybe is like a rolling three or four years average or something like that. But those last, you know, a couple of years of uh, pay, you can get 60% of that for life. And so, you know, he's put in his 25 years. I don't, it doesn't sound like there's anything more to that than the fact that he's just reached his 25 years. He's been a policeman for all those years. Uh, you know, again, the last seven years as the head of the police force in Hernando. And he said, look, I can get this money and also be able to do something else. Uh, I'm sure maybe spend a little more time with his family, not having those crazy 24-hour shifts. I mean, you know, there is danger in police force. Uh, and so being able just to kind of kick back and, I mean, you know, mid early to mid-50s after putting in 25 years can quote-unquote retire but yet do something else and still bring an in income. You know, that sounds like a great move for him, for a great move for his family. And so we just want to thank Chief Worsham for the job that he has done and, you know, look forward to the decisions, of course, that will be made by the board to see what his replacement will be starting December 1st. Yeah, so they'll be working on that. I would assume the board would like to have someone in place the last couple of weeks of November ready to go. Right, right. For and, December and he 1st. said, and he did say in his letter that he would help with the transition. Great. Okay. Right, right, yeah. Right. So, you know, again, congratulations to him. Somebody reaches to, he's not an, old, not an older guy. He's in his mid 40s, uh, probably not around the mile. Well, I mean, if, if he started as a cop, let's say at 20. 20. I mean, I'm yeah. just picking I'm, it. I mean, right now, right. So, I mean, he's 45, 50 years right, old. Right. right. I mean, so, yeah. there's a lot of work day and work life ahead yeah. of him for sure. So, good luck to him and whatever he chooses to do. Like you said, I think you mentioned that uh, we've heard he may be out of, um, you know, police work or that right. that type of stuff so um like you mentioned uh quite a bit safer other jobs to do out there that he might enjoy for the next uh, 25 30 years of his career uh, and, and Derek speaking of that danger speaking of those things and speaking of those police officers having to jump into action something happened again since our last show on Friday something happened big all around the county happened to be what seemed to be all around big around uh, the north Mississippi area tell us about that yeah the Soto Central High School was among a number of schools in Mississippi that received a hoax call on Friday from an unknown someone of an active shooter inside their school. Now, the call brought out a large contingent of law enforcement from across the county, first responders, and concerned people and parents who stood watch of what was happening. The police said there was no active shooter on the DeSoto Central campus and that the building was secured within, I think, 40 minutes of them arriving there. They had actually gone through every classroom, everything, secured the whole building. And the response from law enforcement, there was South Haven showed up, of course, but then you had Olive Branch, Hernando Police, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Department, paramedics. Over 60 of them, Matt, showed up. The average time was three and a half minutes. Yep. Three and a half minutes. They get the call. And so from all – not just not just South Haven. This just shows, you know, look, we have rivalries. You know, Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven. We'll talk about a rivalry here in just a minute between Hernando's and Lewisburg in, in our sports you know, section. But when it comes down to it, I mean, we are all a big giant family. I've always said DeSoto County feels like one big city. I mean, we do have, again, individual towns, but you kind of know everybody. And, you know, you know somebody in Horn Lake, you know somebody in South Haven, you know somebody in Isle Branch, you know somebody in Hernando. And it's not like, well, I knew them 10 years ago when I lived there. No, no. You know them like daily. You know them every day, whether it's through work, through school, passing sports of some sort, maybe uh, kids on the same ball team. And so it's just a, a very 
tight-knit county. And so when one of us may be in trouble, you just see how everybody reacts to it. And, you know, that's what happened, you know, unfortunately for the school shooter. It said, now, DeSoto Central was among close to a dozen Mississippi schools that received similar phone calls on Friday. Columbus, Tupelo, Pearl River County, and Biloxi. So we're talking about Northeast and South Central Mississippi. We're all hit up with these phone calls. You know, we don't know who it was. Obviously, the FBI is involved with, with calls like this. We hope that they're found because even jokes, pranksters, whatever is terrible. Now, it was DeSoto Central's homecoming. Uh, they still had the homecoming game as planned on Friday. But again, just a very, very scary moment. But Matt, what I think it shows is, and this is, I kind of talked to my Sunday school class about this yesterday, is, you know, there's two good things that came out of this. Number one, it's a great trial run. I mean, you always have, I know that businesses put together, you know, what do we do if there's a, an active shooter in larger businesses? I know that, um, you know, schools, obviously, after Uvalde and stuff like that, have had, hey, look, you know, what is our response time? How are we going to do it? Are we going to charge the classroom? What are we going to do? Now they've had it. They've had an, an actual real-life example uh, to be able to do this. And number two, I think it shows if there is somebody that wants to shoot up a school, it's gonna be, they're going to be there in three minutes. So, you know, I don't know what you think you can do in three minutes or what you're trying to accomplish, but DeSoto County, everybody is going to be there in, within three minutes, and they're not wasting any time, and they're going to take you down. So I think it may show as a deterrent for any student or anybody outside of school that would look to do this in the future. I agree, Derek. I mean, you hate to do trial runs, but you couldn't get more of a trial run than there. A lot of times those police officers are preparing when on a Saturday or Sunday, they may do a trial run with nobody there. And right. that's not what happened on this one. So Wilson, and I've been talking about this here lately and, and discussing some different things. Um, I hope they find whoever did this. Yeah. I, I hope they are. I, I don't see how they can. Right. Exactly. I hope they're put away for a while. If you do, if you're sitting at home or you're prepared or you're doing this, I hate to say it, Derek. I mean, what a loser are you? Well, I mean, I mean, really, what are you doing? Yeah, you're accomplishing yeah, terrible, or you've got some serious mental, right? I mean, exactly. But issues. I'm just, you know, society. We all just we just allow this, and we just no. There there needs to be some serious consequences for things like this. Uh, but again, shout out to all the uh, law enforcement from all across the county who converged on DC to uh, to protect those kids and make sure everything was fine and. I'm so glad uh, it was a quote unquote false alarm, but uh, for somebody to just be sitting there, you know, no, of course this isn't what happened, you know, with a phone book and, and choosing to do this to um, just, you know, blanket fear across so many communities is just very frustrating. I don't understand it. And I hope that whoever did do it, I hope they're not uh, near a phone for a long, long time because there's several walls between them. So, uh, you know, but shout out to all the law enforcement and first responders uh, when that happened. It's just a, that's the world we live in, Derek. I've listened to a lot of podcasts lately about first responders, about preparation. Uh, one of the best podcasts I listened to in the last two years was about the Columbine shooting. A One of the people that survived that went, uh, it was called Confronting Columbine. So if you're looking for that, you know, something interesting to listen to. Uh, I was in college during Columbine, and um, you know it was very interesting. But one of the people that they talked to was someone that has created and started a uh, response company based solely on this stuff. And he's like, it's sad that we have to be here. It's sad that this is an issue in our world, but it has become so common right. that uh, response to it has to be top notch. You can either you can either you know sweep it on the rug and not look not think about it, but then you're going to regret it when you haven't thought about it and you haven't 
preach that to the law enforcement, preach that to the teachers, to, to everybody. I mean, it just, it just is. But with some of those frightening topics, some of those discussions that we, we were talking about, uh, you know, one that's not very fun to talk about, but it is needed in today's world, it's needed in, your, in day-to-day life, is going to be insurance. And if you're looking to work with the best insurance company, insurance group in DeSoto County, one that's going to listen to your needs, listen to your needs on your budget, listen to your needs uh, when it comes to auto, property, casualty, life. I'm speaking, of course, about our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Working with some of the largest insurance companies in the world, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Safeco, Progressive, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Bruce Robinson, and Jerry Holland are ready to help you find the insurance company that matches best with your needs. Call them today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Located in South Haven, but ready to serve everyone in DeSoto County. Give Bruce and Jerry and their team a call. Give them a chance to earn your business when it comes to your insurance. Again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance want to continue to congratulate our 2022 seasonal sponsor. I'm sure we had a wonderful week this week. The weather has been awesome. Uh, we definitely need some rain, but uh, the weather has been great every Saturday for the last uh, several weeks for the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 50 vendors every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., that's 8 to 1 on the historic Hernando Square, the Hernando Farmers Market welcomes Precision Sharp, Kills Country Market, Jones Orchard, Brown Dairy Farms, Southern Cookie Queen, 6N Tubs Bagels. Those are just some of the vendors ready to serve you each and every Saturday morning. As I mentioned, going to be wrapping up at the end of October and then do a special farmer's market for the Dickens of a Christmas, the November 12th weekend. Like I said, end of this month, the farmer's market will be ending their 2022 season. What a wonderful season it's been. Gia Matheny and her team transform the historic Hernando Square into one of the best farmer's markets in the area every Saturday morning. Our Saturdays are starting to dwindle. Get out this weekend and support our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmers Market. Derek, another wonderful asset that we talk about every Tuesday is going to be the DeSoto County Museum that brings us our DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Museum located across the street from Cadence Bank on Commerce Street. Open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is free, always free, to walk right into the museum, show your kids, show uh, maybe some friends or family that have come into town, show them all around the DeSoto County Museum some of the wonderful artifacts and exhibits that currently exist right here in Hernando. Derek, tell us all about this week's Fact of the Week given to us by Mr. Rob Long. Matt, we've alluded to it before, uh, but the night the historic and beautiful French Castle Courthouse burned to the ground will live on as one of the most disastrous events in Hernando's history when it occurred a night in February of 1940. Around midnight, the fire was detected, and before dawn, only a shell of the beautiful structure built way back in 1872 remained. The culprit was the descendant of a prominent DeSoto County family deemed mentally unstable and sentenced for his crime of arson. He was sent to the Mississippi State Hospital for the Criminally Insane at Whitfield. The next morning after the fire, he was singing in the choir across the street from the burned-out courthouse at the Methodist Church, which was located where the Walker Brown and Brown Law Office is now located. Due to the fact that the family of the culprit was so respected, the subject was quickly filed away in the minds and memories of most. In fact, carloads of his former classmates would drive down to visit him at Whitfield. 
He would die a decade later in a knife fight on a tugboat on the Mississippi River. Now, out of respect for his the family, his name appeared seldom in print. To this day, all that is said of the person responsible for burning down our old courthouse is that he was a mentally unstable young man. He was buried in the old Hernando Baptist Cemetery section of Hernando Memorial Park. And, you know, and Rob tells us if you want to ask an old timer, they will whisper his name. Now, it's a spook- so we don't know who we don't know who it was or what family it came out of. Well, or not. We're people not do. Say people do. Oh, I, mean, I do not. I do not. Uh, Rob obviously does. Sure. Rob's not telling me. Uh, and but there are people around town that obviously do. Maybe for a donation at the museum, Rob will tell you. <laughs> Just a now, thought. Now he did say this. Uh, leading up to Halloween, of course, this is the month of Halloween. So leading up to Halloween, it's a spook- spooky subject. But his spirit was said to have haunted the former Rawls department store across the street from the courthouse. He worked there and is said to have watched the fire atop its flat roof the night of the fire before singing in the choir the next day. Man. In the early 2000s, employees who worked in that building, so this, I mean, literally 20 years ago, right. were said to have glimpsed his ghost dressed in muddy dingo boots, overalls, and a red checkered shirt that he always used to wear to work. This might make for a Halloween tale, but sadly, it was a story that happens to be true. Rob worked in that building, wow. and the young lady who saw his ghost was so upset, she called her mother to come to the site and drive her home that day. So, again, it, it, Rob has given us facts. Yeah. Rob has given us spooky stories yeah. uh, all during this, uh, this October day. First off, I mean, what about what we just talked about? Somebody's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentally has an issue to do. Make those phone calls that we talked about. Yeah, uh, this mental, is not something that's new. No, this it's is, not something. No, eighty years issue, ago, exactly. people had schizophrenia and, and right, hearing voices right. and things telling you to go do something right. and that type of stuff. And then he's singing in the choir the next day because he was having a good morning. Yeah, you know that type of stuff. It's just what a fact of the week right there. I mean, the destruction of a gorgeous, wonderful, multi-decade uh, courthouse. I mean, it was it was a, a beautiful. I mean, we we had a picture of yeah, it for pictures. one of our, our artwork before in our right. show. Uh, just please, if you did not see that, or if you're a new listener to the show, uh, find us Google in the Hernando French style courthouse from 1872 to 1940. Beautiful courthouse that's stand, you know, that was where our current courthouse is today, and the one that we see now was built after that one. Of course, we've joked that right. you know five courthouses have burned. Yeah, this one was. We're was pretty not consistent. By, so. Yeah, yeah, but this one was not by accident. Not by accident. Thank you, Rob Long, for a wonderful fact of the week. Again, nine to five Tuesday through Saturday, DeSoto County Museum, an absolute gem. For the city of Fernando, really glad it's here and not in any of the other cities because it makes it so accessible to people that live right here under the water tower. Derek, I'll continue to make jokes all through September, October, November. Uh, it's not fall; it's leaf season. It is leaf falling season, and they have picked up the pace for sure. I know in our neighborhood, it's starting to get all over the streets and and definitely the driveways. So, if you're looking for help this fall when it comes to your leaves, you want to reach out to someone who can handle the job, someone that has multiple trailers that can handle big jobs for leaf removal and our longtime sponsor Williams Services can definitely handle that job. Williams Services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, no job too small, no job too large. Let Richard come out and take a look. If he can't help you with your job, he'll help you find someone who can. He also texted me the other day and wanted to mention he does not focus on tree work. However, he now has two certified arborists on staff. 
That's two certified arborists on staff. So let's talk about that. Tree removal, tree help, tree trimming. If you're looking for somebody, when it comes to your trees and managing that, you need to reach out to Richard. He just got back from San Francisco for a week-long course when it comes to becoming an arborist to uh, handle the correct way to remove and trim trees. Give Richard a call today, 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about his company at williamslawnmaintenance.com. That's williamslawnmaintenance.com. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Matt, the company I'm about to mention is busy all the time. However, on days like today when a lot of people are out of school or off work, they really get busy, and that is DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Thank you to all of our longtime sponsors, DeSoto Family Dental Care, Williams Lawn Services, Holland Insurance, the Hernando Farmers Market, uh, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Brian Couch has definitely been a major sponsor for us. We're going to talk more about Brian in just one, one second and give him a little bit more of a shout out. And then Mobile Cars and Vans for supply, supplying a place for us to record our show. We appreciate all of our sponsors. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to sports since our last show. And uh, part of that sports is going to be encouraging podcast listeners to get out and maybe do something they've never done before. Get out and support the volleyball team for Hernando. Tell us about sports since our last show. So we'll start with Lewisburg Volleyball, and Lewisburg played an in-school game on Thursday for their last regular season match and tune-up for the playoffs. They faced off against number four in the state, Oxford, and it was as close as it could be for the two sets that were played. The first set went back and forth and had to go to 33-31 before Oxford finally pulled it out. The second set went 25-23, and Oxford took the match 2-0, but Lewisburg showed that they could play with the best teams in the state and hope to meet again later in the playoffs. Lewisburg finishes the regular season at 26-12, 6-0 in district, and will now face off against Madison Central, who swept South Panola in the first round Saturday. That matchup will take place on Tuesday night in the second round of the 6A playoffs where the Lady Patriots will host. All of the Lewisburg fans need to be there tonight, so when you're listening to this podcast tonight, for that match that will start at 6 p.m. Good luck, Lady Patriots. Next, Hernando Volleyball. Hernando has been waiting since their senior night match last Tuesday night and now found out that they will play Tupelo this Tuesday night, who defeated Center Hill in four sets in the first round of the playoffs Saturday morning. The game for Hernando and Tupelo will be at 5 p.m., If you are under the water tower tonight, Tuesday night, please be at the high school gym to cheer on the Lady Tigers in the second round. Good luck, Lady Tigers. Come support these girls as they take on Tupelo. Any chance to beat Tupelo in something is is a big deal. And they come to us, which is great. Fantastic. Yeah, Let's try try and pack the Tiger gym. Yeah, I mean, we we, we want to see both these teams, the Lady Patriots and the Lady Tigers, make it to the third round. And they make it to the third round, that means they're probably just one round away from facing each other. So we would love to see that. Moving to football, North Point football. North Point welcomed a really good 2-4 and team in Davidson Academy to South Haven on a day earlier due to fall break. 
Davidson plays in an extremely tough district in Nashville and were led by a really good running back. North Point was without their starting quarterback, Jack Patterson, and the Trojans would be led by sophomore quarterback, K.L. Farr. Davidson jumped on the board in the first five minutes into the first quarter, taking a 7-0 lead. The Trojans fumble the kickoff, and Davidson takes advantage, scoring off the turnover to make it 14-0. Davidson goes up 21-0 before North Point finally gets on the board when Farr connects with Sammy Chapman on a touchdown pass. However, two plays later, Davidson hits a long TD pass to go up 28-7. North Point is able to cut the lead in half when Connor McNatt finds the end zone from two yards out, but unable to keep Davidson out of the end zone before halftime when Davidson scores with 10 seconds left to take a 35-14 lead into the locker room. Davidson scores two more times in the second half, and North Point finds the end zone with three minutes left as Justin Henderson runs it in from 12 yards out, but the extra point is blocked. The final score, 49-20 Davidson. North Point falls to 4-3, 0-1 in district, and will try to get their first district win as they host another tough opponent in ECS this Friday. Yeah, going to be tough. We'll preview those games on Friday. Definitely a tough opponent to go against uh, out of district, Derek. So uh, Out of district and without your starting quarterback. No doubt. Start, yeah. I told you on Friday, the starting quarterback, didn't. if he didn't play, it was going to be a 40-point point blowout, and uh, I was it, close it, to that. It was 29. It was It was definitely close. a blowout. So t- let's turn our attention into the cornfields of Lewisburg, Derek. Uh, again, I, I, I make that joke. Short of the corn. I make that joke, and I'll uh, – I'll, um, We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Go ahead. All right. The other two teams that we covered played each other on Friday night. And Matt, we'll let you we'll let you talk here just a sec. Matt, yeah. you were definitely at that game. Hernando started off strong with Jackson Usselton hitting a field goal and then Brody Martin taking it in to put the Tigers up 10-0. Lewisburg answered with a touchdown of their own to make it 10-7 when Gunnar Gilmore found Lucas Getsch for a nine-yard score. Lewisburg then matched the Tigers with their own field goal with 2.15 before halftime when Robert Becker connected from 25 yards out. After halftime, Topher Jones finds Tyler Starnes for a 53-yard touchdown, but the extra point was blocked. Lewisburg answers with a Becker 32-yard field goal to make it 16-13 Tigers. At the end of the third quarter, the Patriots get in the end zone again on a Gilmore 7-yard run and take the 20-16 lead into the fourth quarter. The defenses for both teams then step up and make several fourth-down stops, with Lewisburg doing so deep in Tiger territory at one point, only to see Hernando intercept it in the end zone. The Patriots then get another fourth-down stop and then get a touchdown late by Coleman Dowell to seal the victory and win the bitter rivalry game 27-16. Hernando falls to 3-4, and 0-3 in district, and Lewisburg improves to 4-2, and 2-1 and in district. Lewisburg will travel to South Panola Friday night for what's obviously going to be a very tough game for them. Beat Her- down, murder. <laughs> While Hernando murder. will welcome DeSoto Central into the jungle for a pink out this Friday. Pink out this Friday. What's DC's? Uh, how are they doing this year? They're you know, okay. I think okay. I have to look. I will have. Some, I think they're four and two, but I'll, I'll have more information for you on Friday. I got you. I was at the game, Derek. I did uh, drive over. Uh, the night was too nice to not go over, and you know, actually. First time I wore a long sleeve in a while and I went out. I'm glad I did because the north uh, the north wind was definitely coming in. The cold front was coming in. So beautiful night. Uh, some of the some of my observations. You asked for my observations. Let's, I let's hear it. From, from, from um, the Berg, the, the cornfields. Okay, so Lewisburg, a wonderful atmosphere for high school football. Okay. 
they their boosters are obviously very busy. They they set up and you can tailgate there and do that thing. Not a seat in the house. Wonderful. I mean, both awesome. bands, Hernando Band traveled, which I was definitely uh, happy about. Hernando Band traveled, so both stands were full. Huge rival. Um, just a great atmosphere for high school football. Yeah, before you go forward, I, I texted you. I think at five forty five. Uh, ish. I was going to pick five thirty five forty five. I was going to pick up my race packet yeah. uh, for the race the next morning, and was passing the buses leaving Hernando. Four or five buses coming, obviously getting on McInerney heading north, uh, going to Lewisburg for the game. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, they're they're bringing the band. They're bringing everybody." Yeah. So it was it was awesome. They did wonderful attendance it was great student sections for hernando and lewisburg were both were, were, were pretty full so there's one observation so let me give my compliment there okay <clears throat> other observations about uh, my trip to lewisburg uh derek i love a microphone there's never been a microphone i didn't like and let me go ahead and tell you uh the same can be said for the announcer for lewisburg high school love to talk when i say he makes this show about himself <laughs> that is an understatement <laughs> that is an absolute understatement I texted with you kind of all night about this because it was like, picture this, picture the cheesiest sixty-year-old white guy DJ okay. that you've yeah. ever been around. Okay, picture him announcing your high school football games. Uh, yeah, what you were texting me, Matt, was basically as the play is happening. No, no, no. And I also texted you as Hernando's play is happening. This is what he's doing. Quarterback takes a snap, hands off to the right, to the running back to the right side. <laughs> oh, he's tackled. Now, when Lewisburg has the ball, doesn't say a word. Oh, okay. That did not come across. Doesn't nah, say a word. Okay. He doesn't okay. say a word. He doesn't say anything. So, so when Topher has the ball, I mean, Topher can hear in his brain this guy or hear yeah. this guy announcing the game as he's you know quarterback takes a snap, rolls to his right, looking for receivers. He's saying that <laughs> on the loudspeaker during the game, like like your own like he's on the radio. Correct. Everybody that's there can Correct. see what Absolutely. is does not need to be told yes. what is happening yes. because we've all been to a high school Correct. game. You can watch the five second play Correct. and know what happens. Uh, but yet he feels like you're on the radio and everybody just needs to have full picture description right. of what they're seeing. That's exactly right. Okay. Also, right. Lewisburg's so you know I love sound equipment. I DJ in high school. I've said that before. I love sound equipment. Most sound equipment has a woofer speaker, which is a big the big right. black speaker at the bottom, and has a horn, which is for your highs. So my voice would really be you can hear my voice like this on the high part, and on the low part is when when you're going to have you know music and stuff and bass and whatever. Bass, yeah. All their speakers don't have that, so you have five speakers, really really good sound system. Which let me just say that uh, Hernando's could be a lot better. Mm -hmm. I've offered to help with that numerous times, but uh, we digress. <laughs> could be a lot better uh, coming from Hernando High School. So the five speakers, there's no bass. At all. So Lewisburg is not all about that bass. They're, they're not all about that bass. I would have killed it. for that song the other night. <laughs> <laughs> so no bass. All, I mean, really, really nice sound system. And they had a, the Jumbotron thing, which was good for commercials and stuff. Good scoreboard. Like I said, no better atmosphere for high school football on Friday night than Lewisburg. It was great. But again, he made it so much about himself. Something else, Derek. Here you go. Ready? Right, this is what he would do. And on third down, Patriots, we make some noise. <laughs> he would do that. On the loudspeaker, on third down, every time, every time he would do that. Hey, look, I'm I'm, I'm real big on somebody. So that, they'll just flash the let's make some noise up on the jumbotron screen like the. I think like they, the they probably. Do. I, I can't say it enough, and and I'm sorry. I know we have Lewisburg listeners, and we have people that listen. And this guy may. I'm telling you, sir. I'm telling you something that no one else will tell you. <laughs> you need to make the game. Less about yourself. Let's just let, let's let it play out and then give just, the down hey, a distance at the end when hey, people can't tell right. what y'all are no, on no, the no. own. Yeah. Just like a wedding. Yeah. Get out of the way because it's about the bride and groom. 
Yeah. Hey, Mr. Announcer, it's about the players on the field, not about you. Yeah. Take a little bit less. I'm giving you some constructive criticism. Be a little bit less in love with yourself. Let the kids hey. on the field have the game. You need to get out of the way because, um, trust me, that's what people in the stands are thinking, and no one tells you that. Well, I, I mean, could see real quick. Like I it, could see him through the window across the way. Holy cow! But if you're at the game, we don't need man, you. We all could see what's that's going it. on. We don't Just need you. all we need is okay. What yard line is that on? Because I mean, a lot of high schools they don't paint the lines very well. Tell us what line it's on. Okay, how far? No, but is at that? Lewisburg they do it all because, like I said, field was perfect, stands see, were perfect, lights were perfect. Even less reason. Oh, Just ex- put it exactly. up on the school board. Yeah, exactly. And the, I mean, I've announced the softball Hernando softball girls. You you tell them who's batting, what her number is, maybe her senior. Raleigh Eister, and you get out of the way. Let's go, Tiger. You don't do that during the pitch, okay? And that's what this guy did. So that's my other that's that's my my uh, th- critique there. Okay. Another thing, uh, a girl in the student section had a megaphone, and she talked during the game and would talk to the student section of Hernando and would oh, do wow. stuff like yeah, oh yeah. So you're talking about like an actual megaphone, like a police megaphone, clearly can hear it. Uh, one point uh, there was a. One point there was a kid down. I think he was actually from Lewisburg. She may have said rub some dirt on it. She did. She did so. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> Hey, wait, wait. So is it one of those old school uh uh we got spirit? Yes we do. We got spirit. How about you yelling to the other crowd? No, it's an electric megaphone that oh. a police person would use. Absolutely. It has that sound. So like, like you in the Hoosiers movie? Yeah, like they're yelling back and forth yeah. at each other in the yeah, Hoosiers yeah, gym. Yeah, of course. It's but, like that, but they're across a football field right. with electric. But okay. she has the electric thing where she, you know, like, all right, people, move along, move along like a policeman. <laughs> Thing anyway, so that was happening. Uh, last thing, Derek, one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen, and it was very much in Lewisburg's favor. There was one play Brody Martin got called for pass interference, pass to the left side. Kid jumps up on the sidelines, kid jumps up, the ball touches the kid's hands, and Brody pushes him. They call pass interference after it touches hands, correct? Oh, wow, and, and that was on third down. So Lewisburg gets the first down. Mm. You see, and it was all night long. It was all night long. Terrible officiating, heavily in favor of Lewisburg. I swear I'm not saying that because I'm, you know, because I was on the Hernando side. It was all night long. It, it seemed like uh, third down, Hernando holds. Oh, uh, holding. Third down, Hernando holds. Oh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Mm. Oh, third down, Hernando holds. Oh, pass interference when the kid touched the ball before Brody ever touched him. Stuff like that. Brutal. It was bad. Hernando. Should have won the game. I don't think the better team won. Lewisburg won the other night, but I don't think the better team won. So there was more critiques. I, won't, I won't, you know, but again, as I said, my compliments are to Lewisburg. What a wonderful atmosphere! And I'll finish with this, Mister Announcer. I don't know who you are. I've announced baseball games. I've announced football games. Highly want to encourage you to let the kids on the field be the show. Let the kids on the field be the show, and not you enjoying Cotton Eye Joe. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> for the second time. For the second time. Not you enjoying Cotton Eye Joe. Look, if you enjoy our show, we really appreciate it. We probably lost a listener in Lewisburg, but that's okay. It is what it is. But uh, look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. Also, take the link. Share our show with friends, family. Share it on Facebook, Hernando Happenings. Um, share it with the announcer for Lewisburg. That may be one way to uh, – <laughs> hey, look, all the people in the, st- the stands at Lewisburg who want to say it but won't, this is the way for you to say it. I'll gladly say it for you. We 
joke, of course, but um, just looking out for the kids. That's all I'm trying to do. If you enjoy our show, you'll also enjoy OB Pod. Releases a show very early on Monday mornings. OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also does a deep dive with Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill Athletics. So go listen to that show this week and see learn all about from the Lewisburg coach, all about the Hernando-Lewisburg uh, rivalry this past Friday night. Well, Derek, hope you have a wonderful day off. As we said, we are recording early on Monday morning, so Derek can do a little shopping and uh, enjoy himself in the Memphis area. And then um, uh, your, your daughter is on the same um, retreat my son is on. So you guys have had an empty nest for a couple of days. So I hope that was a good time, and I hope you enjoy your Columbus Day. And everybody that did get a chance to get the day off, I hope they have a safe day and be back ready to go with kids and everybody back to work on Tuesday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl